John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Oh, if only people saw behind the scenes here, right, John? Indeed. But <laughs> they would see the many technical errors and glitches that we <laughs> that we go through before starting each episode. Uh, we got it. So yeah, see, th- we we do dress rehearsals. We literally go through the whole podcast from yep. start to finish one time, and then we do it even better a second time. Yeah, I mean that way we can cut out all the bad stuff. You know, the yeah. bad jokes that <laughs> you know no one will get. So if you still think our jokes are bad, it means that that. Uh, we're just horrible comedians. We're just horrible. Yeah, that's actually all of that was not true. We don't. We do not. But yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of mistakes there at the beginning. But none of them uh, made it on air because uh, because we're, we're we're professional broadcasters is what we well, are. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that there were mistakes. Yeah, you're right. Maybe technical difficulties, and you know, we may have stopped and started the recording a few times to make sure <laughs> that everything was perfect. Because we so. wanted your ears to hear us in in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, man, John, what are we? Is this eleven? This I'm is episode always, 11. Episode 11. Here we are. Our our gratitude to you for listening to as many episodes of you, as you've listened to. If this is your first one, welcome. It's the yeah, Lack I mean, of Genius podcast. We're, we're coming up on the end of three months. I mean, a quarter of a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because we've been doing an episode every week. So mm-hmm. that means it's been 11 weeks. John and I got connected maybe two weeks before that, if even that. Yeah, maybe yeah, a week or two. Yeah, we got reconnected. We've, we've known each other for... 15 plus years or so, which is crazy to say, right. reconnected, started this podcast. Here we are, lack of genius. We quiz each other on uh, on a subject every episode, five questions each. And um, mm-hmm. all time record is John's won five of them. I've won three. We've tied two. And this week we are doing, I am doing um, Adam Sandler 90s movies. And John, what do you got for us? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. So we were both uh, children to teenagers throughout the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so movies, I know for me, played an impactful role. I'll quickly just um, say that Adam Sandler, when I was a, you know, 12, 13, 14 in the late 90s, he was everything to me, man. Uh, his humor was right up my alley to the point that now today, I still love the man. I I may not support his, a lot of his movies uh, that have come out after the year 2002 or so, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I still don't love what he does. He put out a stand-up special a year or two ago that I loved. Um, I think he's a fantastic entertainer, regardless of what your thoughts may be on him. I hope that you'll stick around and listen and, and maybe learn something about this man who, let's face it, is one of the biggest stars of the last uh, couple decades. I mean, the dude has put out a bunch of hits. So that's where I'm coming from on uh, Adam Sandler. And uh, what about you with Ninja Turtles? I mean, I've always loved the Ninja Turtles. I mean, Mm -hmm. to be honest, I've barely read any of the comics. Okay. Because they were comics before the cartoon show and the movies. Mm -hmm. The Michael Bay movies weren't bad. There There was some good stuff to it. I mean, it brought the Ninja Turtles back. But I mean, the cartoon and the 90s movies are always going to be my favorites. There's something about like the heart that those mm-hmm. ones had that maybe the Michael Bay ones don't have. I, and that's no, that's, you know, not necessarily a knock, but right. there's something about the soul and the spirit of the 90s ones and the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what, John? So look, I don't, I'm rarely a confident person. 
and I don't want to be confident right now, but because this is a podcast and these kind of things uh, are ratings boosters, I'm going to take the stand as a confident person in this episode because I too love the Ninja Turtles. I literally have a poster of them in, it's in my closet <laughs> because I'm like, okay, I'm a 36 year old man. If I have a Ninja Turtle poster in my room, I don't know. So it's in my closet. <laughs> I mean, I, from my understanding of current culture, it <laughs> seems like 90s stuff is coming back. So I better get that thing out of the closet. Yeah, is what you're so saying. you you might be okay with having that poster out. Okay, well that's something to think about. I have seen all three of the Ninja Turtle movies, um, but not religiously. So we'll see how I'm. I'm gonna say, look, I'm gonna do great today because because then when I fall hard on my face, it'll be more entertaining. So I'm gonna do really well today, is what I'm saying now. And I'm just hoping for not a repeat of last week. Yes, where you unfortunately got our first zero out of five. So yep. we'll see what happens. I think we should um, we should hop into our tidy up section. How you feel about that, John? Sounds good. Tidy up before we go go any further with the show show. Tidy up before we go go fix our mistakes tonight. I wanna get it right. Uh, yeah, the tidy up section is where we um, get corrected on things or we correct ourselves. Yeah, or, you know, if we have news. Yes, so. this is this is sort of the multi-purpose area of our of mm -hmm. our uh, of our show. I will start with a quick tidy up from last week where we were talking about shanties, uh, mm -hmm. the, a type of music and ska music. This had to do with a shanty. And you, in fact, I did the thing I did last week, John, where I brought a clip in. We were talking about a specific song okay. in a shanty. You were named, you named the title of it. I have a little sound effects to bring us in and out. So I'll just drop the clip and then I'll, and then I'll explain what the tidy up is. Here you go. And then another, or an example of a short drag is a song called Holloway Joe. You know, the chorus is just, Away, haul away, well, haul away, Joe. And Joe is when they would pull. Is that the one where it's like, away, away, away? Or am I just making something up? You're, I think you're just making something else up. <laughs> 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 he was cracking up because I was like, okay, did I really make that up? Or is that some, that is a real song, John, okay. I was listening. It's a song by the band Cake who is one of my ah. favorite bands. It's called Bound Away. It's a waltz, so it's like a three count ah. kind of thing. It's a, it's a beautiful song. I recommend everybody go check out the song Bound Away by Cake. So there's my tidy up from last week. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this wasn't a mistake or anything, or at least I hope it wasn't. And the mm. people meant to do this. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> but we do have two new patrons. Yes, uh, that's where I play the, the applause sound effect. Yes, we have Brooke. Uh, yes. A shout out to her. And yes. we greatly appreciate it. And you want to announce the other one, Kevin? Yes, his name is Greg. Greg Nicewander, I'll shout out his full name. I grew up with this young man. Uh, we've been best friends since fourth grade, and then he moved away to Illinois, and I bro it broke my heart, and we stayed in touch, and now we've reconnected over the years, and he's a, he's a proud patron of our episode. And so, Brooke and Greg, we really appreciate you both for stepping up, mm -hmm. along with Uncle Dale and Aunt Nikki, who uh, were our original patrons. Um, we also got a we also got a review, right? Yeah, we got another review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And Kevin and I were kind of talking about this uh, earlier in the week. I don't think any other podcast service actually allows people to leave reviews. So if you use something else other than Apple, leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter. Email yeah. us. Let us know. So, so yeah, Apple Music, it appears, Apple Podcasts is the only place you can actually leave a review. Right. So don't feel guilty, but you can reach out other places. So we got one from uh, from my good friend, Catherine, who I grew up with. Do, do you have it in front of you or no? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I do. You want? Should we read it? Should we read the review yeah. on the air? Yeah, we could do that. 
Okay. I am a huge fan of this podcast, and it's a great, easy listen. I enjoy trivia and feel like this podcast is giving lots of little facts to pepper in the future conversations. Give it a listen. My favorite episode so far is the burger one because I am a huge... And in and out. I believe it says yeah. in and out. Yeah. And it just it didn't want to load any more of it for me. So, uh, uh, yeah. So but, you, we don't know if it was really in and out or White Castle. Is that what you're saying? Right. But I think it was <laughs> I, I think it did say in and out. It did. She's a California girl. She is. She's a proud in and outer. Um, and I think you. we got one more email, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, or not one more. We got an email. Yeah. I, I think this might actually be unless I'm mistaken. And, you know, I'll double check this for tidy up next week if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's our first email from a fan. I think so, too. Uh, we get a lot of junk email, and that's a lot of fun, too. I mean, and there there is a little bit maybe of a lack of genius here uh, to it. Um, <laughs> but he's saying that he's the, he's the number one fan from Nebraska. Oh, wow. We got a competition. So I, I don't know if there are other people in Nebraska that listen. But, I mean, <laughs> if he is the only one, then that does make him our number one fan. <laughs> and... Um, he actually suggested in the email, or he, he asks, you know, are fans called bloggers? Uh-huh. As an L-O-G-G-E-R. Fans are because L-O-G is the acronym for lack right. of genius. I, so, oh, my gosh. So I, I, I kind of like that. So I, I think we might stick with that. I think he, this is from Dylan. Dylan yes. Del I think he just started something. Yeah, I think so. And so we appreciate your email, Dylan. I, I didn't yeah. want to forget you. Um, <laughs> but... I also like so. that he's pretty honest and says, at first, I really liked the Tidy Up song and mm-hmm. was not a fan of the quiz song, but the quiz song has since grown on me and the Tidy Up song remains lovely. Good. Well, I, I, God, I appreciate anything that, that grows on you. I would. Okay, now I got to finish reading this. <laughs> if it's ever possible, I would love to hear a supercut of Kevin's reactions of getting questions right. Same for his wrong reactions. Maybe a Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm, now I'm getting called out on my reactions. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dylan, for that email, man. Yes. We really appreciate that. And, uh, and I'll do uh, one more tidy up because this is what we call a transition in the business. This is what, what will transition <laughs> us from one thing to the next. Last episode, we were uh, plugging that we're going to be talking about Ninja Turtles here. And I mentioned that my dad, who is a who was quite a gymnast and still, I don't know if he can still do a back, back handspring. He did one on his 60th birthday. I don't know if he'll do one on his 70th or not. But uh, he's a great gymnast. I said that he coached one of the guys that was in Ninja Turtles. That is mm-hmm. that is false. It's a little bit of an exaggeration. He judged one of them in a contest. He judged this ah. guy named Mark Queso. I hope this wasn't in, wasn't one of your questions, John, but he played Leonardo in the second and third movies. He was inside the suit. He was a great gymnast from UCLA. He apparently had a great gymnast brother. My dad judged him and that was his claim to fame for a long time. So my dad's claim to fame that is, is that we knew the Leonardo guy. So with that, uh, I think we can head right into uh, right into quiz time. Let's do it, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no Quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. It is indeed quiz time. Yes. Here we are. Um, what, what do we got this week, John? I, we've, we've clarified this several times, and I already forgot who's asking first. I'm asking first. Okay. Um, are you ready to test your knowledge from 30 years ago? <laughs> yes. You know what's weird is I have a terrible memory about like things that happened in the last five, six, seven, eight, ten years. Right. But 30 years ago, I for some reason I think I think I have a better chance at. Yeah. I mean, earlier today I actually thought my parents had changed the wallpaper in a room that had hadn't 
changed in years. So <laughs> who knows what my memory is like now? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's find out. So you got question number one for me about Ninja Turtles, I do. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this goes. So true or false? Starting off with Kevin's favorite type of question. <laughs> The first movie was the highest grossing independent film ever until 1999. <laughs> I'll tell you so why. So for nearly so 10 years, true or false, uh-huh. the first movie was the highest grossing independent film ever. This is why true or false questions are so crazy to me, because if any part of this is false, then the answer is false. Like, I'm assuming that it, it that I didn't know it was an independent movie if it is indeed an independent movie, but that could be where you're throwing me off. It could not even be an independent movie, but this fact is so sort of like specific that it's, it's, I, I don't think I'm going to get into overthinking it that much, even though I already did just overthink it. Uh, first independent film ever until 1999, which then makes me question, what would be the 1999 film that topped it? I mean, I, I know that's not what the question is, but wow, okay. Was the first Ninja Turtles movie the highest grossing independent film ever until 1999? I'm going to say true, John. I'm going to say true. And if you made that up, God bless you. <laughs> it's correct. All right. <laughs> it had a budget of 13 and a half million. Okay. And a box, like a worldwide box office of 202 million. Oh my gosh. So before the movie was even made, the guys that did it uh, uh-huh. were actually shopping it around and nobody wanted, no, you know, major company wanted to do it. So they released it as an independent movie. It's a comic book movie yeah. well before comic book movies became a big thing. It's, and it's so foreign to think about now, especially if you were raised in the 90s or have any awareness of the Ninja Turtle movies, because they were huge hits. Mm-hmm. So to think that production companies weren't even willing to make the freaking yeah. movie, that's unbelievable. Do you know what it, what took over in 99? Blair Witch Project. Oh, my gosh. I can't I didn't know that was actually independent. I mean, mm-hmm. like. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a fictional movie that looks mm-hmm. like it was, it was good right. or, or was it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I won't get into the full story now, but Blair Witch Project, when I was, when I was young, actually around 1999, 2000, we made a Blair Witch parody movie that maybe <laughs> we'll have to resurface in this podcast at some point, not this episode, but down the line. That's great, John. Did, did I, did I cut you off in terms of any other, no. uh, that is a great question. And I, I was also laughing initially cause we'll move on to number one for Adam Sandler movies, because my first question has to do with box office success as well. (laughs) So number one about Adam Sandler movies, which of the following was Adam Sandler's biggest box office hit of the nineties? Big Daddy, The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, or Billy Madison? I feel like it's narrowed down between The Wedding Singer and Billy Madison, because I believe Water Boy came out in the 2000s as well as Big Daddy. Mm. I don't think either of those were nineties movies. Have you seen at least all of those four movies? Yes, I have. Do you think, do you feel like you've probably seen most of the at least major kind of Adam Sandler 90s movies? Yeah, probably about the same ones that you have. Like, I haven't yeah. seen his newest ones. Yeah, gotcha. I saw the newest one of Jennifer Aniston where like they're on a cruise or something. Just go with it, I think. Uh, the one with the murder. The murder mystery. I saw that yeah. one too. Actually, it was pretty it was enjoyable. Pretty yeah. 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 Um, I haven't seen the other ones that he's done on Netflix, but I, I did watch that one. But no, all, all the ones in this list I, I've seen. I want to say The Wedding Singer only because for, of the movies from the 90s, that has some of the bigger actors in it. So you're going with The Wedding Singer? Yep. The Wedding Singer is incorrect. Oh. Sorry, uh, your logic is good. In fact, I felt like Wedding Singer would be the most commonly wrong chosen answer on this one. It actually is Big Daddy, which came out in 1999. 
Ah, um, so so close. I, and fun fact: all of those, all four of these movies came out in the '90s. So Big Daddy came out in '99 and was the highest grossing. And my my sort of theory on that is that by the time it came out in '99, Adam Sandler had his reputation. You know, right. the movies had a certain expectation. The Wedding Singer was a pretty big hit. Um, Wedding Singer is the second highest grossing of the '90s. Oh, I take that back. Actually, I'm sorry. The Water Boy actually was higher grossing than The Wedding Singer, even though I think of all these movies, probably The Wedding Singer is the most universally beloved i think i think because of sort of the 80s nostalgia and the drew barrymore connection yeah. and the, the fun songs um but yeah so big daddy was the highest then uh the water boy then wedding singer and then billy madison i, I just think billy madison um Oh, I'm sorry. Happy Gilmore, then Billy Madison. I'm all over the place. But I think that Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, they came out in uh, in like 95 and 96. That mm -hmm. was sort of an introduction to Adam Sandler as a movie right. star. And so the box offices weren't quite as big yet at that yeah. point. Yeah, man. Well, sorry, you're 0 for 1 and I'm 1 for 1. But that that's what I was predicting right off the bat. So we're, <laughs> we're on pace. Well, let's see how you do on the second one. Okay, bring it on. Who sings the song Ninja Rap from the second movie? Is Marquis. R.I.P. Vanilla Ice. Kid Rock or Run DMC? I know this one 1000%. I'm going to tell you right now because I had a uh, cassette, a, a cassette <laughs> tape of this man's raps. I don't remember if, uh, isn't it called Yo Ninja Rap? I don't, rem I don't remember exactly. I think it's just called Ninja Rap. It's just called Ninja Rap. So yeah, first of all, rest in peace to Bismarcky. Kid Rock, I just watched that Woodstock documentary and it was hilarious seeing him on stage as come out as a pimp and like right. rock a crowd of a bunch of angsty white 20 year old boys. Uh, and Run DMC is pretty legit, but Vanilla Ice, I already know is the correct answer and I'm locking it in. And you'd be correct. Yeah. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. You got any fun facts about that? Or did I, did I already take all this steam and run with it? I think you took the steam and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I loved, I, I was all about vanilla ice and he, I, God, I hope I'm not spoiling a question, but yeah, he's in the second movie, like he performing is, yeah. the rap. So like, that's very clear to me that, that memory. Um, all right. God, I'm so glad that, that Vanilla Ice made his way into a podcast episode finally <laughs> for us. All right. Number two on Adam Sandler movies, who of the following did not make an appearance in a nineties Adam Sandler movie? We got Chris Farley, Billy Idol, Bob Barker, and Dan Marino. Well, I mean, off the bat, I know Chris Farley was in um, Billy Madison because that's the one with the, the penguin, right? <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. yeah. Where every time, basically um, every time Adam Sandler's drunk, he sees a penguin. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Bob Barker's in Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. I believe Billy Idol is in Wedding Singer. Okay. And I think you threw Dan Marino in there because if memory serves, he shows up in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> So I'm going with Dan Marino. You read me like a book, my friend. That's correct. <laughs> it was not only that Dan Marino is in Ace Ventura, but that I was hoping that because Waterboy came out and that's a football movie that you might be like, oh, hmm, was there a football? Play? But yeah, I, I couldn't get it by you. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley. Yeah. He plays the bus driver in Billy Madison and it's hilarious. In mm -hmm. fact, there's a great scene 
where he is turning red and he's like, I can't remember what the famous line is, but he's sitting at the, he's sitting at the bus yelling at the kids. That is entirely improvised. None of that was scripted. He just was being Chris Farley. Billy Idol, yes, is on the plane at the end, spoiler alert, at the end of The Wedding Singer when, uh, when Adam Sandler eventually sings his song to Drew Barrymore's character. And Bob Barker with what I think is one of the most iconic cameos in any film mm-hmm. of all time. He's partnered up to play with Happy Gilmore on a, on a celebrity tour and Gilmore's playing terribly all because there's a dude in the woods yelling, jackass, you jackass. Anyways, he yells that over and over. Uh, Bob Barker ends up beating him up severely. And I have this really great, two two fun facts. One is that originally Ed McMahon, who was Johnny Carson's sidekick, was, mm-hmm. was asked to be that role, but he just never responded. And I think that worked out really well because even though Ed McMahon may have been a bigger deal at the time, I think Bob Barker has st- oh, yeah. stood the test of time better. The other thing is that Bob Barker had two stipulations uh, to do it. He agreed under two stipulations. One, that the writers would rework the scene to allow Barker to beat Gilmore in a fight so that the fight wasn't even initially planned. Barker specifically asked for it and that he could do his own scenes rather than have a body double. Bob Barker wanted to do his own scenes. Not only that, this is the best part of this that I think. Barker's lived next door to Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris <laughs> trained him on fighting. So Bob so, Barker was in for this fight. So did Bob Barker just not like Adam Sandler in general or <laughs> I I don't know. I you know what I think it is is that Bob Barker just gets it, man. I think he just was like it's going to be even more hilarious if me as kind of an older nice dude just goes haywire on this guy. So I think he just gets it. Or maybe he hates Adam Sandler. <laughs> Who knows? It could be both. Yeah, that was such a fun fact to uncover. So yeah, there there you go. So yeah, you're uh, you got that right. You're one for two. I'm two for two. Well, let's see if the price is wrong on this one for you. <laughs> John. Okay, what do we got? Which production shop created the suits for the first two movies. Okay. ILM. All right. Weta. Okay. Henson Creature Shop. Gotcha. Or Walt Disney. So I definitely don't know what ILM or Weta is. ILM is uh, Industrial Light and Magic. It's the production shop from LucasArts. Or gotcha. Lucasfilms. Lucasfilms. Okay. And Weta is Peter Jackson's. Wow. So these are all four huge names. All right. Which... Makes it because I was I was just going to eliminate ILM and Weta right away because I was like, oh, no one knows what those are. But obviously those are huge. So it's basically which of these huge names was behind the Ninja Turtle movies. I'll tell you what jumps out at me is the Henson Creature Shop. And maybe it's just because I have an affinity for Jim Henson and the work that he did. Wow, this is cr- I mean, it's kind of a shot in the dark. But because that one jumped out at me, I'm going to say Henson Creature Shop. I'm locking it in. Correct. Yes. the first movie was actually one of jim henson's last projects before he died and the second movie happened just after he died that's incredible i never would have guessed that Mm -hmm. i mean i would have thought it was like a a pure and tried and true muppet movie or something no they're they're the ones that did the turtle suits for the first two movies and then a different company did it for the third one but i mean it was some pioneering work with the face animatronics because there you know there were people in those suits oh yeah it's not cgi this is all practical effects yep unlike the michael bay movies yes and honestly i think that's part of the reason why i like these better too i mean yes the you know the cgi looks great and everything but there's something about having a real person inside one of those suits doing all those moves i couldn't agree with you more i 
I would always say that as movies in the like early 2000s started really leaning on CGI, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles is the film that would come to my mind where I'm like, those were real freaking turtles that we were seeing on film, like doing their thing. Yeah, okay, they yeah. were people inside of them. But it, it was funny. In fact, when I was looking up uh, Mark Queso, uh, mm-hmm. the gymnast that my dad coached who played Leonardo, you know, there are pictures of him in the suit with his with the head off. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's very clear. And then it happened to bring up in the same search four guys from recent times, basically in like a suit with all those little balls on them for mm-hmm. the CGI. And it was like, that's the difference between, you know, they were- Yeah, I mean, and- in general, for three out of the four turtles, mm-hmm. the v- person doing the voice and the person performing were two different people. Like, oh, yeah. Corey, yeah. Corey yeah. Feldman was the voice of Donatello in the first movie. No way. You just dropped a bomb on us. Yeah. You just dropped a knowledge bomb. But um, the guy who did the voice of Raphael, one, he's the one that made Raphael have the New York accent. Uh, it was either Brooklyn or Bronx. I forget which accent it is. Uh-huh. I know they're different, but. <laughs> but neither but he, of us are from New York, so we right. don't know. <laughs> but he's also the one that did the performing in the suit. He's a twofer. Yeah. And he also wow. was claustrophobic as well. Oh my gosh. He's a true American hero is what you're saying. Yeah, I would say so. He got, he faced his own fear, got inside that little suit, mm-hmm. did flippy floppies and gave Raphael either a Bronx or, or a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. And you know, another thing I'll say about those, the suits is that when you watch the movie, those faces, mm-hmm. they really express emotion. Oh, they do. And, yeah. and they're, they're identifiable. Like I remember Donatello, I think had freckles or something. If I recall, I could be wrong on that, but like, I mean, mad props to Jim Henson. I mean, in gen- that's a, that's the understatement of the century, right? Like mad props right. to that guy for the amazing work that he's done. He did throughout his career. Mm-hmm. All right, John, I'm three for three. You're one for two. And we're going yep. into number three for Adam Sandler. Here mm-hmm. we go. Which of the following 90s Adam Sandler movies was not written or co-written by Adam Sandler? He had nothing to do with the writing process. Was it Billy Madison, The Waterboy, Big Daddy, or The Wedding Singer? I feel like it's either The Waterboy or Big Daddy. Okay. What's your thought behind that? Well, I mean, Billy Madison, you know, that's one of his first movies. And Wedding Singer, they're both very, seem like Adam Sandler humor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like the water boy is that way too. And big daddy is the one that, I mean, of the four movies, big daddy is the one that's the most different because the other ones are all kind of, Oh, how do I want to put this? Looking for the politically correct word to say like childish. <laughs> no, no, they're just characters. Yeah. That's where, a good way where to put it. His character in big daddy is more of just a normal person. Gotcha. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You're right. It, you're right. You're right about that thought. I'm not yeah. saying you're right about the answer. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Big Daddy. Locking in Big Daddy? Yep. That is incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is The Wedding Singer. Oh. And you know what? I'm kind of realizing after hearing your logic that this is a little bit of a trick question because mm-hmm. The Wedding Singer was written by Tim Her- Herlihy. I just realized I don't know how to say that. Herlihy. Tim Herlihy. And you're not, I don't expect you to know that name. But he is Adam Sandler's main co-writer. So they co-wrote every one of these other movies. They co-wrote Billy Madison, The Waterboy, Big Daddy. But Sandler didn't have anything to do with writing The Wedding Singer. It was just by Harley. And he actually makes a cameo in The Wedding Singer where he's a, okay, there's two things. One, he makes cameos as The Wedding Singer and as a bartender. But this is is a tieback right here. He was actually the guy inside the uh the penguin suit oh. in billy madison <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's his that's his claim to fame 
And that brings up another piece of trivia from the Turtles oh. movies, uh-huh. or at least in the first one. The all the people that were the performers in the suits uh-huh. were in the movie outside of the suits. Oh, that's great! So that's they got great. they got to still be in the movie. You can still see their face. So yeah, is I think in fact I think uh, Mark Queso is like in the newsroom with April or something like that. I could be making that yeah. up, but I, I'm seeing an image and and real time tidy up. God, I just blew that. But um, he wasn't he wasn't the penguin. I'm sorry. He may, maybe he was, and I just don't know that. The fact that I had is is in Big Daddy. There was a, a show called The Kangaroo Show that the mm. little kid liked to watch. He was the he was the kangaroo. <laughs> he was like a big doofus dumb kangaroo dancing around. So I mixed up my animals. My bad. Ah. Okay, three questions in. Yep. Uh, you're one for three now. I'm three for three. We're right on well, pace. Well, at least I'm not doing as bad as last. <laughs> yeah, you so. already got the one. So there we go. And my last two questions for you are actually quotes from the movies. <laughs> we'll see how well you actually know the movies. Got it. So I'm filling in the blank on this one, yep. essentially. Got it. So forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late. <laughs> what? Pizza, tacos, burritos, or Chinese? Okay. I mean, I think, I think I know, unless there's a trick on this, this seems like a pretty obvious answer because we know that the Ninja Turtles loved pizza. And I do actually recall, I believe if I recall the scene correctly, the pizza man, it shows up at the location to deliver the pizza. He's looking at the building and then the Ninja Turtles like, Hey, down here. And he looks down in the gutter and he slides it down. He's like, what the, what the heck, man? You're, you're five minutes late. You're supposed to be free. And then I believe that's when the quote is said. So I'm locking in pizza, John. Correct. John, by the way, because this this is what this reminds me of, is mm-hmm. I had the coolest Ninja Turtles toy. It was a pizza launcher. And it, it was kind of like, it was on wheels, and it kind of had like a sewer-looking attitude to it. I don't know how else to describe right. it but that. But it had a little cylinder at the top, and you loaded mm-hmm. in these little plastic pizzas inside it, and you push the button, and they go shooting out. Yep. And it was like my fit. And so... And, and the edges of the crust were kind of like a razor, like a saw blade? No, no. no? But did you have that? I had something that did that. Mine were totally round, but but I guess that's my question. I remember having a ton of Ninja Turtle oh, yeah. toys. Is that something you had as a kid? Yeah, and I had one that, you know, I had like a motorcycle that had a little slingshot on the front to where you could buy like the slime to put yes. in it. Do you remember the slime and like the texture oh, yeah. of it? And like, yeah, oh, and the smell. Mm. <laughs> I had, I, it, weirdly, I remember playing with those toys in the bath a lot, but I had yeah, like- I did too. Yeah, isn't that, that maybe that's just a thing. Maybe that's yeah. just you play with toys. Um, yeah, I had I had a bucket full of them, and I don't know where all of them are these days. But they that's nostalgia for me right there when yeah. I go back and see those toys. I, I've also got uh, Bebop and Rocksteady's car that the wheels would flip up into it. So like because it could hover, it would become like a, I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's actually sitting on top of one of Jacob's bookshelves. Uh, oh, you still have it? On, we, yep. we we might have to post a picture yeah. of it. Maybe that maybe that is the it, artwork yeah. or something. But yeah, uh, and I think I got. A, a tub of toys down in our basement that has pretty much all of my Ninja Turtle toys in it. So, Oh my gosh. I'm okay. So here we go. When I'm coming to visit you in Indiana, we are playing hide and seek. We are going to the D and D convention. We are eating white castle. I don't know what else we're doing, but for sure we're playing with those Ninja Turtle toys. Okay. And, and Jacob is your, Jacob is your eight year old son, by the way. Right. He just Not- turned nine today. Oh, hey, happy birthday, Jacob. Raise the roof, man. He's allowed to play with the toys with us as well, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, um, speaking of, of images, this next yeah. question is an image-related question. So we'll probably post it on our Instagram or something, or maybe it'll be the art- artwork, but it also is on the Lack of Genius page where you take the quiz. It's a photo of me and Adam Sandler together. I got to meet Adam Sandler, and I believe it was 2018, at a random run-in, 
at Disneyland of all places. <laughs> and um, I can fill in more of the story now, but let's get to the question. True or false? Just before this photo was taken that shows Kevin and Adam Sandler, Kevin showed Adam Sandler a photo of his Happy Gilmore Halloween costume. Is that true or false? I mean, a Happy Gilmore costume would not be that heavy or not heavy, but not that hard. I mean, carrying around the, a bag of golf clubs could be heavy, I suppose. <laughs> um, but I feel like this is one that you would do. So uh -huh. I'm just going with true. You're going with true. Yep. That is incorrect. <laughs> I totally just made that fact up. Ah. I wish that that was my story. So first of all, I've never been happy Gilmore for Halloween. And now I feel like I need to, but I look, okay. So here's how my interaction went with Adam Sandler. My brother, my brother and I are in Disneyland and we may have had a few cocktails. I'll just leave it at that. The picture you will notice is super, super blurry. And that's mm -hmm. because I took a selfie and I just was not in any state to be taking a great selfie. I'll just be completely <laughs> honest. And I'll never forget because my brother, my, my family knows that Adam Sandler is my guy. So when we, when my brother and I are in a store and we see Adam Sandler right away, my brother's like, we got to take a picture. Do you want me to take a picture for you? And I just was insistent on taking it myself. And I, to this day, I regret not doing it, but it was very cool because Adam was there with his, I believe two daughters, they were in the store and he was kind of off to the side on the phone and I didn't want to interrupt him. And he got off the phone and was just kind of lurking. And I was lurking and I just said, <laughs> Hey man, I would, I, I forget what I said. I said something like, I would really regret not saying hi. I just wanted to let you know that you've really had a, I said, you've really had a big impact on my life. And I really just appreciate everything that you've done as an entertainer. And he was, you know, not surprisingly, very humble, very, very appreciative, happy to take the picture with me. I, I, that was around the time that his stand-up comedy on Netflix came out that I, hmm. if it's still on there, I really recommend it. Obviously I'm biased, but it was pretty innovative. And I'll also take this last moment as I'm kind of rambling on about Adam Sandler to say, when I, when I say he was inspirational for me, I really mean that. And I know that sounds a little bit silly, but Adam Sandler was one of the first guys, him and Weird Al, that made music that was just hilarious to me. Very mm -hmm. clever, somewhat simple. Definitely Adam Sandler's songs are simple, but I'll, the Hanukkah song was the first song I ever learned to play. Like the first, I learned to play it, I sang, and I would sing it every holiday season for my family. And as I became a songwriter, I realized like, Adam Sandler just makes up these simple rhymes and mm -hmm. they're great. And I can, I think I can do that too. And so I'm really, I really am grateful. I have a lot of gratitude to Adam Sandler for kind of opening that door for me. So thanks for letting me share, share a little yeah. piece of my heart. Okay. okay. So not to put the pressure on you, but if you get this one right, I think you will get our first it would five be the for five. five for five. I can't believe this moment is even being presented. And now I feel really <laughs> nervous. I'm going to be honest. And this is actually probably one of my favorite quotes from the movies. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Well, I'll set up the scene a little bit. Oh my gosh, I remember So it's from scene. the it's from the first movie and Raphael uh, meets Casey Jones for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. You know, and Casey Jones has the hockey mask and, you know, the all the different bats and, and stuff from different sports. Yeah, that's his thing in the comics and in the movies right. that he swings like a bat and a hockey stick and all this stuff. Right. Uh-huh. So he, he gets a cricket bat out. Yes. And Raphael says, cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a blank is to understand cricket. You got to know what a blank is to understand cricket. Oh, my gosh. Time Lord. Okay. Scone. Beef eater or crumpet. This is fantastic. I love this so much. Um, random segue. I played cricket once when I was fortunate enough to go to Sri Lanka when I was 17 years old. 
and I was used to playing baseball and I didn't know that if the ball gets by you as the hitter and it knocks over a wicket that you're out for the entire game. So I didn't swing at the first pitch I saw. It knocked over the wicket and then everyone was like, see you, Kevin, you can never play cricket again. And that was my experience with cricket. So I need a redo, first of all. Um, you got to know what a blank is to understand cricket. At first I was looking at scone, but then I realized that it's got to be something probably British is what I'm going with. Now that I'm looking at the word crumpet, I realize I actually don't know what a crumpet is, but I believe it's some sort of like British food item, maybe a pastry, and it's ringing a bell. I remember the scene very clearly, but I don't know this one 100%. But John, I'm going to choose crumpet and I'm going to lock it in. You positive? No, I'm not positive, but I'm sure that I'm choosing it. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah! But I, I do need to let you know that uh -huh. a scone is also British. Is it really? See, that's why I was confused at first, because scone jumped out at me as something that was very British. And it is. Uh -huh, right. Okay. I mean, a scone is just like a very cakey, not muffin, but. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Starbucks has scones, right? Yeah. And that's why it confused me. But I think scone is referenced in some way in Ted Lasso, which I know you were watching and I started watching. And so I think that's why it came up to me initially as like something British. Right. And a crumpet is kind of like an English muffin in a way. Okay. So it's not a dessert, but it's more of a right. breakfast sort of item. Mm -hmm. Right. God, I hope we have a British listener right now listening, a, lo a British logger listening right now. And they're like, oh, I hate them. And I want to tell them everything is wrong that they're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, and Time Lord, I was referencing Doctor Who, which is obviously British. Yes. And, yep. and Beef Eater could be one of two things, either gin, which oh. it's a London dry gin. So it's still British. I didn't know or that. Or it's the guards at the Tower of London. I didn't know that either. See, John, you were too smart for me with these choices is what happened. <laughs> you overpredicted my knowledge of British culture. No, I, I just put all British things hoping that might just confuse you. It, yeah, it's funny because when I saw Beefeater, I was like, that sounds like one of the insults hurled at the Sandlot scene where they're, where they're hurling insults <laughs> back and forth. That was a great question. And I love the effort that you put into it. And I'm, I'm not going to gloat. Um, but I am very proud of getting five out of five. And I guess the confidence paid off. Mm -hmm. That was a great quiz you put together, but we have business to get to John. You're one for four. Let's get nothing but pride on the line. Let's get number five, which I, I really enjoyed writing this question as well. Adam Sandler's first acting credit of the nineties came in the ABC after school special called testing dirty in 1990. What role was Adam Sandler credited as playing? Was it punk kid? Drug dealer, Adam, or skateboard kid? I'm just going to go with Adam because of the <laughs> absurdity of it, I guess. <laughs> I'm guessing you haven't seen this after school special, John. No, no. I mean, I was only four when it came out. I, I wasn't even going to school yet, so I wouldn't have an after school special to watch. Uh -huh. so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, it wouldn't have, you weren't in the demographic yet. No. So I'm just going to go with Adam. Going with Adam. Locking it in? Yep. That is incorrect. Sorry. <laughs> but I, when I put that in, I was like, oh, he's probably going to choose. To be honest, I was patting my own back a little. I was like, oh, that's a really clever answer, Kevin. Just put Adam. He was credited as drug dealer. Uh -huh. um, this, by the way, if you just do a search for ABC after school special testing dirty, you can actually watch this on YouTube. <laughs> and it's it's I mean, look, it's very 90s. It's very 
bad. And it, the whole premise of it is basically that uh, they do random drug testing at a high school. And this kid who's a football player who's never done any drugs test positive. And it, he gets in trouble with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's parents and his parents and his team. <laughs> Turns out he took like a he took like an antihistamine or a drug or a painkiller or something. And that created a false uh. negative. And uh, it turns out he was drug free. But at the very beginning, the character is shown at a party and Adam Sandler is there with a little bag of cocaine. And he's like, hey, you should have this. And I don't even remember what, it, nothing about the line was very special. But the whole point was to set up that this kid said no repeatedly. And it's like, oh, this is a good kid who doesn't do drugs. Sorry, Adam Sandler. <laughs> so there you go. He was the drug dealer. I highly recommend at least fast forwarding, uh, probably in the first, like, I don't know, first five or 10 minutes, Adam Sandler shows up. Okay. Good times, John. Man, I really Indeed. think you put, I think you put together an excellent quiz. Look, we're two dudes who grew up in the 90s, so I think these were right in our wheelhouse. I realize not everybody is as enthused about Adam Sandler movies and Ninja Turtles as we are, but I got to say, John, this is Got to be one of my favorite episodes already. Just no, based it on definitely the topic. was fun. I mean, as much as I enjoy Adam Sandler movies, obviously, I, d I don't know him as well as you. You, you know, I will admit, it sounds like you know Ninja Turtles just about as good as I do. So I guess, I guess my maybe I cheated a little bit by letting you even do this quiz because I just as easily could have uh, could have done the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, you're right. But thank you for allowing me to have a moment of glory. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. I mean, last week we had uh, the worst score possible. This week we've had the best score possible. So maybe next week we'll even things out a little bit. Well, that's and, a good uh, segue into next week. Uh, and so now the now I'm actually one behind you and wins. Wow. Five, mm -hmm. It's five for you, four for me, two ties. So we'll see what happens next week. We finally got uh, got our S together, as they say, and created a calendar to, to plan ahead these things. We missed a holiday again. Labor we Day. Did. By the time this episode comes out, Labor Day will uh, will be coming up by, right. when, by the time this episode comes out. Right. I mean, we will be recording this before Labor Day, the next yeah. episode before Labor Day, but it'll come out after Labor Day. If by a few so days, we're, but... we're doing a Labor Day themed episode. Mm -hmm. That's basically all you need to know. If you remember, we did a Fourth of July episode and we we covered uh, the Sandlot, which is a Fourth of July movie and we also just did a quiz about general labor day so right. you, you're going to get a little bit of we did uh, a quiz about the 4th of July sorry I yep thank you you were my corrector you were my you were my uh you're my editor uh, <laughs> labor day we're doing we're doing all things labor day um I know that doesn't sound crazy exciting but John uh, before we started this episode John was fired up about labor day so we, he has some very uh, intense thoughts about it is that fair to say I, I wouldn't necessarily say intense just I understand the history behind it. I'm just trying to create some drama. I'm trying to create some drama <laughs> behind the scenes. He, oh man, he's got some things to say about Labor Day. Let me tell you, he does. John is a historian. He knows his stuff and, uh, and he's going to show it off next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we're looking forward to it. Thank you again. Um, mm -hmm. We do, we, you know, as usual, we're on all the socials. Please say hi to us, as John said in the yes. tidy up section. Uh, if you're not able to leave a review because you don't listen on the Apple Music, please reach out to us elsewhere. Thank you, Dylan, for the email. Thank you to our new patrons, Brooke and Greg. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate uh, all the loggers out there who are helping us make this, uh, make this thing a thing, really. Maybe I'll have to uh, make a beer and call it a logger logger. <laughs> yes oh my gosh we got so much marketing to do okay we better get to work on our on our logger logger and uh and with that man john always appreciate being being here with you every uh every week likewise okay we will see you all next week catch you later see ya. it's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last they don't know they're mars from venus that's why it's the lack of genius podcast